Praise God. Father, we just thank you for your word. We pray that you breathe on it this morning. Let Christ be exalted and honored in our gathering today. And just, Father, let, him, let the light of God shine into our hearts, into our spirit, through our lives, into our community today. In Jesus' name, for his glory. Amen. The power of promise. It's another exciting uh, series for the month, theme for the month. Reuben's already done a preach. A couple of things I remembered from his message. I don't remember it verbatim, I'm sorry. But um, it was a great message. I remember I was pretty excited about it. There was a lot of hallelujahs and rejoicing going up that day. To be in Christ is to be an ultimate reality. Whoa, that was good, eh? Powerful stuff. All the promises in, in, in God are yes, or in Christ are yes and amen for glory to God. Ultimate reality. Anyone in Christ today? Come on. Sounds like you're waking up and amen. Ruth, last week she preached on, I, I remember one thing from my wife's message last week. God wants to put the F, F word back into families. Father. Yeah. Praise God. It's a wonderful word. A wonderful word. Father. This world needs fathers. It was always God's design to uh, have us grow up in families where there's love and there's protection and where we can just rest and go to sleep like this young fellow. Look at that on his, on his dad's uh, lap. Chest. Okay, we'll leave it at that. Praise God. Psalm 139 says, For you formed my inward parts. Don't think of that for too long. You covered me in my mother's womb. Wonderful. Wonderful words. You, I will praise you. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My daughter's here today somewhere. There she is. There's a, my first grandchild being formed in her womb at the moment. Due in February. Man, am I looking forward to that. Exciting times. It's marvelous. We were formed in the, our mother's womb. God created that, and he saw us. And, and it says, you form my inward parts. You know, God's the greatest father of all. Yes, he wants to put the F back into, fa in, in, into what? Families. The word is father. Got confused between those two words there for a minute. Psalm 139 verse 17 says in 18, How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. That sounds good. Wow, I thought he was too busy to think about me. If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. You ever counted the grains on the beach? Which beach have you been to? I'll give you an exercise. Go and try and count the grains on a Well, just try and count a handful for starters. I did that once by estimation. I didn't count every grain of sand, but I reckon that in a couple of hands put together, you'd have about a million grains of sand. Can you imagine how much grains of sand there is in the world? Now, you get a bit of an idea. God is so big. And it says... If I could count your thoughts toward me, they're going to be more than the gra grains of sand. Do you know God's got a plan for your life? He's, you, you're not just an accident here today. Your heavenly Father thinks about you. You are precious in His sight. That's pretty exciting. I'm feeling more and more secure as I read this. Today I better get on to promise, the power of promise. Do you know... 
the blessings of God come in the form of a promise. Three things I want to speak about today. I want to speak about the promise. I want to speak about the problem. No, you're not the problem. You are not the problem. And I want to speak about the provision that God has. Okay? First of all, the promise. Exodus chapter 6. I thought it would be a good place to start. Verse 6 to 8. I want to give you a little exercise here today. I want you to, I want you to count how many times God says, I will. But before you do that, you can do that as I read it. Where's? Oh, okay. She started right at the beginning of the verse. But where, where God starts to speak is at the end of the first line, and he says this. And it's like two brackets around what he says. Opening bracket. What does it say? I am the Lord. What does he say? Do you believe that? See right at the end? Oh, where's verse 8? Just whip down the bottom to verse 8. Close bracket. I am what? Yeah. So what's in between those two brackets is pretty important. Now I want you on and just as you read it, as we read it, just see how much of man's in there and man's will. I want you to count how often that God says, I will. Let's read that. I am the Lord. I'm starting at the end of the line. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. Hey, that has a current. He's brought us out of the world. We get up here and testify what marvelous things the Lord has done for us. He has rescued us. He has redeemed us. He has blessed us. This, has, this is very current for me. It's a wonderful picture of what the Lord's done for me and what he desires. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will rescue you from their bondage. And I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments. Wow, that's cool. Wow. I will take you as my people and I will be your God. Yes. You shall know that I am the Lord your God who brings you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. Wow. And I will bring you into the land which I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Wow. And I will give it to you for a heritage. I am the Lord. Man, the good land of Canaan for us today, of course, you know what that is, isn't it? It's all the blessings that God has given us in Christ. We're heirs of God and joint heirs with our Lord Jesus Christ. We have a heritage. We have an inheritance. By the way, how many I wills were there there? Perfect number, number of completion. How, often, how, much, how much was man going to do in that, that we read? One. You're not going to win by saying that, bro. Eh? You will. Oh, you will know. Well, that's all we know. That's all we know. That's all we know. We'll know that he's the Lord, I presume it says, does it? There we go. But it's nothing to do with man. Our salvation really has nothing to do with you. This is all about what your loving Heavenly Father wants to do. You know? I really think our, my attention is really drawn to that when I see it, when he says, I am the Lord, and I am the Lord, and he sort of brackets it. It's a very, very important part of Scripture. It's a wonderful story from Egypt to Canaan. See, words have power. What comes out of our mouth has power. But what God comes out of God's mouth especially has power. Can you imagine that? He's spoken. It was done. He commanded. It stood for, He created galaxies. That's our dad. That's our dad, man. I'm excited. He's pretty awesome. 
mate, I'm, I'm his son. He's my dad. Just thought I'd add that in. He's my dad. Did I tell you he's my dad? He's my dad. Oh, you got that. Right. Exodus 14, verse 13 and 14. Moses said to the people, this is when they got to the Red Sea. The Egyptians are following hard behind. Do not be afraid. You ever been afraid in life? If you're getting pursued by an Egyptian army, you'd be pretty scared, especially when you're stuck between some mountains and the Red Seas in front of you. But Moses says, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. He didn't say try and save yourself or try and work out your situation and the, and, and the things you're going through. He said, just see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. Who's going to accomplish it? Come on, that's good news. For the Egyptians who you see today, you shall see again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Hey, that's the theme going through the service this morning. We had the little one here resting peace, asleep, you know, I don't know what you're going through today. You might be going through some great trial or tribulation, and I know there's some people here that are, and we all do, and it comes in many forms, and only, only God really knows how deep the waters are that we're going through in life, but He's our dad, and He says you just need to be still. I am trustworthy. It's all right. It's all right. Don't try and work it all out. Just trust in me. So that's the promise. What a wonderful promise. He's going to do it all. He's going to take us right into the land, get us fully established in Christ. He's empowering us. We're led of the Spirit because we're sons of God. We're joint heirs with Christ. We are so blessed. But then the problem, you see the problem. That's the second thing. The promise, the problem, the provision, the problem. For the children of Israel, the wilderness was a bit of a problem. You know, it was only a two-week journey across the wilderness. It became quite a problem for them. The promised land that they were going to was a provision, but they got a little bit bogged down with the problem. We often go through the university of adversity to reach the promised land. Now you've got two choices. You can either spend 40 years in the, in the wilderness, in the desert with Moses, or you can spend 40 days in the wilderness with Christ. It wasn't a long journey across the wilderness, but it took a long time to learn. And there was a lot of murmuring. There was a lot of whinging. But all that time, the Lord was still providing for them and blessing them. You see, t steel's tested in the fire or tempered in the fire. Soldiers are tested in, in, in combat. But saints are tested in the trials of life. And you can't get around it. But God is with us as we go through them. I want you to know that He really cares for you. Your dad cares for you. I can't overstress that. He's my dad. Did I tell you? He's my dad. I didn't tell you, did I? He's my dad. Pretty cool. He's your father. That's why we say, Jesus said that when you pray, our father, which art in heaven, so much superior above everything of this earth. This is our father. 
In Genesis 22, verse 18, God said to Abraham, In your seed all the families of the earth shall be blessed. This was a, a global promise. But then, of course, the descendants ended up with a global problem. Do you see, it was a big, a big promise. God's got a big promise for you. You might think, I've ended up with a big problem. Well, why is that? Because he's got a big promise. His promise is more than equal to the problem that you're going through today. In fact, if God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him, with Jesus, give us all things? How shall he not? Oh, I love that. Sounds like Romans 8. Psalm 50, verse 15. The Lord says, Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. Don't you just love coming along and worshiping the Lord? No matter what we're going through in life, we, our faith is fully fixed in Him. Our feet are fully stand, rooted on the rock, standing in Him. Praise God. He is our source. He is the answer to all our problems. All our needs are met by Him. We go through many problems in life. I remember when I was young. Some might be here, probably they're out with the kids alive, but younger ones, maybe teenagers. When I went to school when I was young, when I was in, in primary school, you got the promise of learning all these things. It seems a long road, you know. You start off learning the alphabet, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and that's a big enough hurdle the first time when we get to that. Then we learn to count to 10 and... You know, it's quite a journey to get right up to 16, 17 and, 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 and then to get your university entrance. Or what do they call it today? Year 13. Year 13. So I used to be fearful about going to high school when I was at primary school because there was quite a big gap between me. I was the oldest of the next five in the family. We come from a big family of eight children. The three older ones, mum had a bad accident, wasn't supposed to have any more children. Then there, there was a five-year gap, then I was the oldest of the next five. But I heard my older sisters talking about how difficult it was at school. And, and, and they talked to Dad about all the things they were doing, and they'd sit at home at night, and he'd try and help them with their... He was quite academic, a lot more academic than I am, my father. And so he'd help them with their homework. But I heard them talking about how difficult it was when you get to high school. And that freaked me out. I had a real fear. I had a real phobia about going to high school, you know. This is confession time. Have you got a, a box here or something I can just hop in? <laughs> Praise God. Break out the box. That's it. See, I was struggling. I was struggling. If only I'd known what Isaiah 41 verse 13 says, For I, the Lord, your God, will hold your right hand. You know, no matter how, what you're going through in life, He's there. He wants to hold your hand. He'll walk through you with it, saying to you, Fear not. I will help you. It's going to be all right. He's got you. You might go through some difficulties, but he's got you. It's going to be all right. Man, if I'd have known that back then, I wouldn't have spent hours just freaking out about going to high school. Oh. Anyway, what about Paul, the apostle? He had great promise over his life. And uh, he, he, was, he was sent out with the gospel to the Gentiles, but suddenly him and Silas had this great problem. They were whipped within an inch of their life. Their, their backs were bleeding. They were cast into prison. Man, they were absolutely depressed when it reached midnight. No, they weren't. They had every reason maybe to feel a bit down and think, Has, have we been deserted? What's going on? 
Yeah, you know, I thought, I thought, I thought we had all of heaven behind us. I thought one man and God was a majority. I thought the Lord was going to fight for it. Well, He did, but He was with them in in it and went through them with it, and they sang praises to God. That's why, no matter what you're going through this morning, praise gives birth to breakthrough. Worship Him. Give God the praise. He is our dad. He's got us covered. And it might be a big problem you're going through, but he's going to break open that prison. He's going to set you free. He has the answer. He has the provision for your need. He will supply your need. Believe me, he's never left us. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So Isaiah 40, verse 29, he gives power to the weak. Can you imagine how weak they felt after their backs had bled away a couple of liters of blood? I don't want to dramatize this too much, but it was pretty cruel in those days. I'm not actually over-dramatizing it, actually. We're under-dramatizing it. They were actually just beaten and whipped and feet in the stocks. Horrible stuff. Inimaginable for us today. We don't experience that sort of thing. They would have been feeling pretty weak, but they still raised a song of praise. I, I trust that everyone in the congregation here lifts up a song of praise to God, that you just go totally free in the service with praise, and it's a sacrifice of praise. I know you do. I'm always looking forward, you see. I, I don't know what happens in the service. I know we've a lot of worship going on behind. I hear all the songs. It's good. But he gives power to the weak, and to those that have no might, he increases strength. Pretty good, eh? These are promises. Like as Ruben was saying, or was it Ruth or both of them? Over 7,000 promises. Well, there's thousands. I don't know how many thousands. Many thousands of promises in the Word of God. That's where we need to go. It's powerful. It's God's Word. Very, very powerful. What about the provision? Joseph, he had promise. He had those dreams. The sheaves of barley, was it? Bending down and worshiping his sheaf. And, and then the, then the um, sun, moon, and stars bowing down to him pretty much riled up his brothers. He had promised, man, he was his father's favorite. He was given the coat of many colors. But boy, they didn't like him. Sold him off down to Egypt. Jealousy. We always got told jealousy gets you nowhere. It got Joseph right down to, ended up getting him right down to prison, really, because he got down to Egypt. And wherever he went, he was very successful. He just trusted in his God. He wasn't shaken, really. I'm amazed by the story of Joseph. And he gets down to Potiphar's house, and he's very successful. And, um, and then, then Potiphar's wife is jealous of him. You never, never throw a bottle of water to someone who's got glasses. <laughs> Thank you, Ruth. Very good. And, and then he was cast into prison for something he didn't do. You'd think he had every reason to be discouraged, to be depressed, to, to have a little pity party for himself, but he didn't. He was successful there. The, the jailer gave him rule in the prison. But we read in the Psalms that his feet were in the stocks and they were hurt. He suffered in that prison. It could have been 14 years he spent in jail there, something around that. 20 years from when he was actually sold into Egypt. It was a long time. When is my breakthrough coming? When's my provision coming? God was forming something in him. He had a very big problem. But what happened at the end of it? Wow, amazing provision in a day, boom. Do you know your provision could come in a day? Your problems might seem to be going on and on and on, 
The bigger the problem, the greater the provision. So if you've got big problems, I'd be pretty excited about that. There's going to be a big provision coming through. We've had plenty of problems. Ruth married me for a start. What a problem. <laughs> That'd be a problem. You can see that, eh? But then she found out that God's my dad. Did I tell you God's my dad? He certainly is. Joshua 1 verse 9 says, Be strong and be of good courage. Do not be afraid or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And Joshua went in, and he took the land of Canaan. He had faith. God wants you to have faith in him. He, he is provider. He is Jehovah Jireh. He wants you to have faith in him. The problems are necessary to grow us. But he's our dad. He knows. He'll supply all our need. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, wow, in the fire, you know. Imagine that this afternoon. Who's getting fried this afternoon, you know? It's like, here we go. We're going into, uh, you know, Nebuchadnezzar's out there, and you're about to get cast into the fire. Well, that would be a problem. We say, I said, I wouldn't be putting my hand up in a hurry. I'd say, David, Reuben, who's out Ian? <laughs> no. We wouldn't do that. Thankfully, I hope I'd put my hand up first. <laughs> but they said, whatever, we're not bowing down to you because God's my dad. God's my dad. He's my father. I serve the living God. And, and the Lord was sent. He was there in the fire with them. What provision for the problem. Mate, amazing stories, eh? David, anointed to be king. He had problems. Boy, he had problems like you wouldn't believe. Hunted down for years by by the king that was there. especially He went and played and encouraged the king. Suddenly he's getting hunted. Blamed for stuff he never did. Javelin thrown at him a couple of times, you know. Thankfully he's fit enough to dodge it and miss. He was pretty quick. He's pretty slick, old David. But eventually he was patient. He knew his God and he waited for his provision. He was anointed king. He was a great king. Isaiah, for every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. Oh, I rebuke that. It's only recently, the last few years, I've been doing that. I don't know why I didn't see that earlier in my life. You know, sometimes it's my own tongue and I've said something and then I go, oh, no, I rebuke that. You know, or oh, I'll never be successful. Oh, I'm dumb. Not that I say that. But I've said some negative things out of my mouth before and then I have to rebuke it. Every tongue that speaks against you, if someone says something, oh, you just, you're just selfish or you just this or that, I've said, no, I rebuke that. You can condemn that. I don't, I don't receive that. I push back against that. I'm my father's son. Did I tell you God's my dad? He's, my, he's your dad too. Glory to God. Romans 8 verse 28 says, We know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. All things work together for good. God wants you to rest. God wants you to trust him. God wants you to be at peace no matter what you go through. At work we have problems, Yeah. Wow. There's, there's, I, I've had problems for the last 20 years of my business. But God always comes through, sometimes at the 11th hour. And it's like amazing. In fact, I didn't realize where I'd be today 20 years ago. It wasn't even in my dreams, you know, that I have a bigger business. More, I was, I, in my mind, I was, gonna, I was trying to earn a wage and get by and eke out an existence. But God had bigger plans. 
I didn't know I'd ever be uh, pastoring or leading in a church, my wife and I, and with the team, it's, it's, I, never, I never knew that. But our God's got bigger plans. Our God's got bigger plans for you and for your life. Let him have his way. Trust in him. Just rest in his loving embrace. Get to know him. Just hand everything over to him. Have faith in God. Sometimes I wonder if we even think that he knows what he's doing. You know, one of my daughters, I won't use her name, but she often says to me, when I ask her about something, she goes, says, don't worry, Dad. I don't want to tell you. You don't understand. <laughs> How many times has she did that? You know, 100, 200, 300? It seems to be a common. Then at times I've actually thought, well, I'll try and tell her, well, hang on a minute, I've been around here quite a long time. Maybe there is some things I understand. <laughs> don't worry, Dad, you don't understand. Do you think your dad knows you? He's formed you when you're in your mother's womb? Do you think he understands? At least credit him with understanding what you're going through, the pain and the suffering and, and, and just how it feels. Just, just credit him with understanding that. He does understand. He more than understands he loves you with an everlasting love. We get married. Wonderful thing. Marriage in the Lord. He, God created marriage. We need more people to get married today. We just prophesy that out. More people are going to get married in the future in Northland. Amen. We need more fathers in Northland. God wants to put the, uh, the F word back into family. More fathers. We declare that out in Northland. Hallelujah. You have the wedding. You got promise there, eh? You have commitment for richer, for poorer, in sickness or health, for better, for worse. Sometimes we think it's only for richer. It's only for health. It's only for better. But no, it's in all things. It's for life. Marriage is for life. We've made a covenant under heaven with God. He instituted marriage. And we made promises. And when I entered into marriage with Ruth, we knew it was for life. It's 100%. We're all in no matter what. And that's why we've never, ever had an argument. Never, ever had any problems in our marriage. Hang on a minute, that's not in the notes. <laughs> that's when the problems start, isn't it? <laughs> but the problems and big problems are necessary. Because one day, you know, God's blessing is on marriage. And man, has He blessed Ruth and I together. He's blessed me with not having just a yes woman that did everything I wanted, but that someone that wanted to push back and push back hard. Good on you, Ruth. Go for it. You know, that's been a blessing. You know, one day we're going to be, have grandchildren looking up to us. That's next year. <laughs> well, he won't probably be looking up to us then, maybe be asleep. But, you know, God is preparing us for the future and the vision that He has for us. And as a church, that's what He's doing. Get involved now. Be faithful in the church. Be faithful in the little bit that God gives you because one day He's going to step you up. The reason you're going through problems now is because there's great vision coming your way. And it's not just for you. God wants to move not only in you, but through you to our nation. And, and so that you become a great blessing to our nation. And that's because the uncreated Son of God lives in you. The uncreated Son of God. No longer Adam anymore. Not a created being anymore, but you're standing in Him. You're an heir of God and joint heir with Lord Jesus Christ. He's the uncreated Son of God, and we're in Him. Praise God.
place God has lifted us to when he adopted us into his family. How much, how much he loves us. Jesus was on the resurrection morning and he was walking with the two that were on the way to Emmaus. They got discouraged. I know we've all been discouraged and they were given up. They were heading away from Jerusalem for miles and Jesus draws near to them. The good shepherd that goes after the sheep and he discusses with them and talks about the scriptures with them and they were talking to Jesus about everything that had happened and how it wasn't supposed to end this way. It wasn't supposed to be like this. And then Jesus said this to them. He said, ought not to have Christ to have the Christ to have suffered and then to enter into his glory? And that's that's why we go through problems. There's a provision God's bringing to every problem. He has it, but we just need that patience because He has given us the promise. The promise is in the Word. Find the promise. You're going through the problem. Find the promise that relates to your problem. And then wait on God for the provision. And it'll be in His time. Don't worry. He lives in eternity. You'll say, in a minute, Dad, I need this. In a minute, you know, eternity speaking. You know, 20, 20 years later. That's all right. Yeah, I heard you the first time. You don't have to keep repeating yourself with God. He's not deaf. Sometimes we wonder, you know, tomorrow we're whinging. The next day, we're, no, no, we just praise Him. Thank, I tell you what, if you've got a problem, thank Him for 10 things that He's actually done for you and your problems actually goes shrink. If you concentrate on the problem, it goes bigger. Maybe your problem here today is that you don't even know this God. You don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Saviour yet. And if you're in the congregation here today and that's you, I want to give you an opportunity to receive Jesus as Lord of your life. Because everything that God has and done for us and has is going to give us is going to come through Jesus. He's the one mediator between God and man. All the resources of heaven flow to us through that one man, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Your salvation has been won for you through the Lord Jesus Christ going to the cross, shedding His blood. You're redeemed not with corruptible things such as silver and gold and things that you can earn with your own hand, but you're redeemed with the precious blood of Christ. And if you're sitting in here in the congregation today and you don't know the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, you can receive Him today.